Uh, hello, I'm uh, Patrick Kramer, a staff cloud solution architect on the VMware Cloud AWS team here at VMware. And I'm here to talk to you about skills modernization for the virtual infrastructure admin and modernizing your skills using a VMware open source product called VBA, VMware Event Broker Appliance. A little bit about me, I am a pre-sales SE, SA now, started at VMware in 2014. I've been working with VMware products since 2006, the 3.0 days. Um, I've been primarily a sysadmin for most of my life, very limited programming background. And again, I'm a solution architect now selling VMware Cloud and AWS. Why would you want to modernize your skills? Obsolescence, right? Um, we've all worked with floppies, at least those of us who've been around as long as I have in the industry. And uh, I have spent many, many hours of my life staring at this Norton Ghost screen, cloning drives for servers and desktops. Uh, but those skills aren't in demand today, right? That doesn't help. So you have to modernize your skills. You have to keep with the times to keep yourself relevant and employable. So since 2006, I was doing all system administration. It was all system administration all the time, virtual machines, your classic three tier apps, and started off doing physicals and then virtualization came in, which really virtualization was the same work as a physical, but uh, it was just an easier way to, to do it, right? Virtualization came with the ability to Clone VMs, you couldn't do that easily with a physical, except with Ghost, but it was a lot faster in the virtual world. Kind of the same job. <clears throat> and my programming skill really was all scripts. So I went and looked at one of my old directories preparing for this presentation and found that I had amassed 440 PowerCLI scripts, all of maybe 10 or 20 lines each. And that's what I would do. I'd go out to the internet and I would find a script that did something close to what I wanted and hack around and, and get the power CLI to do what I want, which is little chunks and snippets of uh, power CLI code to do what I wanted. So we'll talk about 2013 VMware launched NSX. And just like when you were doing virtualization instead of physicals, this was networking. It's the same networking that we already knew, it was just a slightly different way to do it. And now we're in 2020, and we have all of these developer words. There's, there's Kubernetes and Docker and microservices and containers. And what makes it difficult for people who come out of a system administration background is it's not we're not learning how to do things in a different way like we were with virtualization, like we were with NSX. It's a whole new profession. And that's why it's so tough and that's why it's so hard to get started. If you take a look, this is from CNCF, the cloud native landscape. Like this is a lot to understand when this isn't really your profession, when you're coming into this, not really knowing even the basics, it's really overwhelming. So the question is where to start? So I started, and I'm proposing to you that maybe you can start too with the VMware Event Broker Appliance. I am not good at learning things just to learn them. I need a project. And the VBA project is event-driven automation for vSphere. It's an open source project. It uses Kubernetes, which I don't really know, but I'm gaining skill in it. But I'm learning Kubernetes in the context of something that I do understand really well, which is Virtual Center. So if you look at vCenter uh, automation today. 
when anything happens in Virtual Center, you have an HA event or a data store gets full. Um, you have the same three alarm actions that you've had since like the beginning of time. You can send an email, you can send a trap, or you can run a command. It hasn't really changed since vSphere like three, right? And it's, it's limiting. You can just do those three things. And what Viba does is it actually reads vCenter events and can react to them. And you can write code in arbitrary programming languages. And there's a whole set of functions that are built in to do different things. A lot more than just send an email, right? Run a script, send an SNMP trap. For example, out of the box, one of the functions built into Viva is maintenance mode alarms. So how many times have you went to update a host, pop it into maintenance mode, go to reboot it, and you get a bunch of emails saying the host is down? Well, of course the host is down. You rebooted it. So this maintenance mode alarm function, when you put a host into maintenance mode, it disables alarm actions. And when you pop hosts out of maintenance mode, it enables alarm actions. So just a very simple reaction to an event that happens in Virtual Center, but it makes your life easier. This other one out of the box that was contributed by, um, by the community. This is a, an HA event notification. So when there's an HA event, your host goes down and virtual machines are booted on a different host. You get an email that tells you, hey, this is when the virtual machines were restarted. Here's a list and here's a date. So that's just a couple examples of functions that are there out of the box. It can do a lot more, um, but those are examples of what's there. So how did I get into this in the first place? Well, I needed to send notifications out of VMware Cloud and AWS, and because of security permissions and the way VMC operates, it's not possible to get into that section of vCenter. And one of the product managers told me, hey, there's this new Viba open source project that might be able to help. So I'm like, okay, I'll take a look at it. And you know, first it was, hey, download uh, an OVA, which, okay, I can do that. I've done that a lot of times. And then I'm reading... Uh, what to do. And step one is clone the repo. Like, what does that mean? I don't know Git. I don't know any of this stuff. And then it's talking about uh, stack.yml. I didn't even know what YML was. I now know it's called YAML. And then there's JSON. I'd heard of JSON, but I'd never used it. So it's, it's using foreign terminology. I didn't really know what to do. So I thought, okay, I'll look at this YAML file. So it's just a config file. So this isn't too confusing, just a text config. And then I read, oh, you need Docker to be able to deploy this. And I thought, okay, I'm just gonna log on to this Viva appliance and I'll look around and see what I can find. Well, all I found was a bunch of stuff called container D and cube. And I'm thinking, you know, where's Apache? Where's Nginx? Where's like MySQL? Where's the stuff that I know and understand? Well, it's not there because it's containerized. And so I sent back to product management, I'm like, yeah, Viva's a developer's tool. I can't use this. And the next day, William Lamb, who I'm sure you all know from all of his community work, um, he's like, yeah, it's actually targeted at virtual infrastructure admins. And William spent about an hour and convinced me, eh, this really is in your skill set and you should give it a shot. So I said, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm going to blog about it because I learn better when I go into it with the intent of not only learning it, but I'm going to teach it to somebody. So I started off and I deployed the appliance and I blogged about it. And it brought me into this open source world where 
all of these really hardcore developers are working on this product, you know, and then there's me. So you want to talk about feeling like an imposter out of the gate? Take a look at this. So this is um, a screenshot of various people on the project. This is their GitHub. And every time you see green, that's the day that they contributed code. And the darker the green, the more code they contributed on that particular day. So, you know, 374, 258, 413 contributions in the last year. And there's me, right? Nothing. But what I wasn't prepared for is just how helpful they were. Every single person on this list has helped me. They all want the project to be successful. People who contribute to open source projects, they want them to be successful. They want to help. They've helped me in Slack. They've helped other customers in the public Slack channel that we have for this project. And it really is a lot more welcoming than I think some of the initial fears that I had are, right? And I think a lot of people are, are nervous. And when you start to learn just a little tiny bit, using the right tools, don't list off the process, use kubectl commands. And I started to learn, okay, containers run code, pods are a group of containers, and they're organized into namespaces. And suddenly things start to make a little bit more sense. And pods have logs, so I can actually tail a log file the way that I'm used to doing on a, on a Linux system. That all works. So really, two days after I started kicking around with this stuff, I found a typo, one typo in a readme file. And I was able to fix it with a little bit of help from the people in that Slack channel. So I fixed it and I committed a change back to the open source repository. And there we go. A couple days after I started, I was able to contribute to an open source project. And, you know, it, it was just one character typo, but I was able to do it. So then I did some more and you can see, well, I've amassed, a, you know, not too bad for a non-programmer. I've contributed 34 times in the last year and I've been able to put code into an open source repository and the blog series grew. So I blogged on how to deploy code and I blogged on how to get a function into the Viba and I wrote about how I got my laptop ready to deploy code and a bunch of stuff on Git commands. And over time, over the past eight or nine months, I went from uh, writing documentation and I updated some more documentation and then I contributed some Power CLI. And then I did a little more documentation. So I've kind of jumped around and jumped into areas of you know, the program that made sense to me and were easier for me to understand. Maybe the biggest thing that I did right here is a, it's a checkbox. It's just a simple checkbox and it auto, auto starts SSH when the appliance comes up. Uh, but I never could have dreamed of being able to edit something in, on an OVA deployment screen and actually have that impact the installation of an open source product without getting started fixing a typo in December of 2019. And if you really look at what's behind the checkbox, it's not that much. And it's something that most of us who've spent any time in Linux will understand, right? Right at the top, it's just a little bit of shell scripting. And in the middle, it's just reading a property. Now, do I know off the top of my head exactly what all those commands do? Not really. <laughs> I did the exact same thing that I did with all my power CLI. I stole it 
because it was already done on another property. So I just pasted that in. And the bottom two, it's just a copy and paste of properties that were already there. And it's, it's, you know, it's just simple, uh, simple markup. So it really wasn't that complex once I got under the hood and I was able to use existing experience and apply it to a new thing. So if I've inspired you, maybe I've piqued your interest, come check out Viba. And if not, uh, think about finding an open source product, uh, project that interests you and go ahead and get out there and start helping. Um, if you want to check out Viba, VMware Event Broker IO, the website, the flings there. Um, you can check out my blog post on it and learn a little bit about how to contribute and how to use Viba. And there's a public Slack channel too if you uh, want to talk to the development team. All right, thank you.